evening, ladies and gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are out here, you know what I'm saying, chilling, you know, thinking of new plans, new ideas, new schemes, you know what I'm saying, trying to monetize a lot of things, you know, a lot of things to do with brandings, a lot of things to do with AI, a lot of things to do with crypto, lots of things to do with blockchain, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to out here and hustle because Lord knows we're fucking doomed. <laughs> Bro, have you, did you see the, the thing where you put in the, 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 um, the, what, the prompt and you get the actual video back? Oh, yeah, no, no, I see that. I see, I see, I yeah. saw one with, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yo, it's over, y'all. It's over, y'all. Like, like. <laughs> I, 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 I'm ready, I'm actually ready to be like, create a podcast episode in the voice of Reg and Stone, <laughs> you know, and just have AI do the whole thing. And, and we just collect the checks. Let's go. It's it's it's, it's gonna be and then the misinformation is gonna be wild. It's gonna Bro. be like you know Biden's out here ha- sleeping with ducks. It's gonna be like that. You know Biden <laughs> hugging a ducky and shit. It's it's fucking doom. This 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 is this is a totally terribly fucking exciting yet terrifyingly stupid future. Basically. Although the sad thing is, like you don't even need AI to convince people that Biden is sleeping with ducks. Though. True. True. Like, true. God bless know. Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, y'all, we are back. <laughs> we just got the 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 yacht, not the yacht from the Super Bowl. Actually, you know what? We're on another level. Are we taking yachts to the desert? <laughs> we won that two thousand and eight. You know, two thousand late. <laughs> but anyway, y'all. Uh, let, let's talk about the Super Bowl because you know the Super Bowl it was still very black. Um, they they tried to take it away from us. They tried to make it Taylor, all Taylor all the time, you know. But uh, Usher Usher held it down. You know they they eliminated our teams. It was supposed to be Detroit and Baltimore and Usher halftime. Like, but you know, you know how it is, man. Illuminati was on some like, we can't have this. You know, what I'm saying money needs to be made. What's the most? What's the more? As to quote the NBA, the script. You know, what I'm saying the script oh, was leaking out a little couple oh, weeks beforehand. I mean, you know, what I'm saying one fourth of Americans think that Taylor Swift is like a CIA psyops conspiracy. So you know, it's, you know, it's, it was, it's, you know it was a it was a CIA psyops conspiracy. Basically, the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the CIA and the FBI are, you know, they've decided that you know tearing down countries overseas is too hard. Super Bowl corruption. That's <laughs> how you get into the minds, you know. And we're going to be distracted by Taylor Swift and Usher gyrating, basically, <laughs> to not notice. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Uh, but yeah, no. Speaking of Usher, so this is like, I, so basically, what's been happening is. Um, I guess this is still happening. So Rock Nation has been taking over production of the Super Bowl halftime show now uh, for like five, six years or so. And Since the boycott? Yeah, yeah exactly. So so now all of the Super Bowl artists for the past five or six years have been people of color, um, which is really interesting. Um, and, you know, it's it's it's, it's definitely something where uh, when Usher was announced, I think there's a lot of people who are kind of like, yes, because at the end of the day, Usher has been in this game for like 20 something years. 
So he he's wow, got which is like crazy to say out you loud. Know, Gen X millennials. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. You know, and Gen Y. Um, but I guess like I was actually kind of curious how he would pull it off, and I have to say the show was, in my opinion, not the toppest of the top tiers. But I also would say the Usher like did what he needed to do. If that makes a lot of yeah. sense, you know. You know, like, I, yeah. I, yeah, agreed. I think that uh, I will, and this is odd to say, there really has been some spectacular Super Bowl shows. Like you've had Prince there. Like, like there is a bar. So Prince is top tier. Yeah. So it's, it's like I, I, it's it's very easy to see it as slocky because don't get me wrong, it is very slocky. But there is a bar there. I think Usher came out and did a very good job of what we expected it to be. It was going to definitely show up. Then it was going to be definitely boombastic. It's going to be a whole bunch of songs, a whole bunch of cuts to different parts of the fucking crowd. You know, here's a, here's a little John there, here's this. You know, it's, I think for what he had to do, he did it. Again, I think the one thing about Usher is that, you know, musically towards the later half of his career, he's made some interesting choices. You know, he's definitely tried to broaden his horizons, but in, in interesting ways, let's just say, which I haven't necessarily all agreed with, and I think neither has his fans. But he's always been a showman. Like he's somebody where his roots are always being singer, entertainer, dancer. You know, he's always been a Lothario. You know, to, to, I, I, particularly in the last couple of years, <laughs> as far as the scandals are concerned. You know, showing up there, saying you're a girl on stage. You know, to to controversial means. But that's that's where Usher came from. Usher's as much fucking like you know, for a lack of a better term, he is as much Prince. As he is your generic Rihanna. Like, you know what I'm saying? He can come out there and pop out fucking tight little fucking crossover R&B jams and also go out there and give you a two-hour Vegas show. Hence why the Vegas show was sold out for like fucking months. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I am not mad. I, I think to a certain extent, and going back to your point, what is cool about this current Rock Nation run is, again, I'm not a huge fan of it per se, particularly how it kind of came into in, 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 like Inception. But I do applaud it for the fact that it's always been blackity, blackity, black. Like, yeah. in, again, we we clowned the Grammys. Like, there's no fucking, you know, Kirk Hammett from Metallica isn't coming out to do a guitar solo. Like, you know, Chris Stapleton isn't singing background. It's just like, no, we're presenting black music for this 20, 15 minute fucking set. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And, and it's just, it's really interesting, too, just because, yeah, like, like, like. <laughs> The Super Bowl, like, I was it like Maroon 5, Coldplay, you know, the Super Bowls were getting to that, that mid, like really mid, right? And, and Usher is definitely better than, than all those guys. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a step up in, in terms of, you know, production quality. And it's really interesting, too, because, it, it, you know, like they're picking artists. I mean, Rihanna was a really cool pick. Weekend was actually a really cool pick. But, you know. Yeah. With Dr. Dre and with Usher, they're picking artists who, to be honest, are like, you know, kind of speaking to us as people in their 40s <laughs> wow. who have disposable it's crazy, income. Though. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see like like 90s counterculture become like like the 2020s, the, like boomer shits. Bro. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's interesting. But I think Usher himself, like I, I do feel like he's a great performer. He put in one hundred and ten percent. The show started off a little slow. Uh, I'm I wasn't a huge fan of like basically you have to you're trying to hit all your whole career in thirteen minutes. So it's like thirty seconds of one song, thirty six seconds of another song, um, which I, I to me was just like a little bit 
it just felt like everything was in fast forward. And if you were a casual fan, you don't really understand like why the song was so popular or like, you know, and maybe it's not meant for the casual fans, like meant for people like us to be like, Oh yeah, I remember that song. I remember dancing at that club. Nostalgia and, bait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like that song in the club and when I was 23, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, and then like the roller skate thing was actually really dope. Uh, how they pulled oh, that off. Very dope. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, he had the marching band out there. So it was, it was a very black show. And he even said at the end, it's like, took the world to the A. Like, this is like, you know, the more ironic thing is Atlanta got what, Maroon 5? <laughs> 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 you had to go all the way out to Vegas to get Atlanta. Um, but I, I think on that mayor, it was good. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily know, like, I think if they did a whole show at a roller rink, that would be kind of dope. And that would have made it like on that top tier level. Um, but everything else kind of felt like the old, like your same overproduced Super Bowl type thing. Um, you're going to bring it Alicia Keys out, but she only is going to be out for 60 seconds. You know, like, like that type of thing. Um, I think I thought the Dr. Dre uh, 50 Cent Eminem one was actually just a little bit better just because they had a stage like they had like a lot of stuff going on it kind of felt like a broadway show in a weird way um and i thought the weekends was very unique and this one i felt like was a little bit by the numbers in terms of like production but outside of that it was a solid show and you know i i, I am actually really glad to see usher get his flowers not only this but the tiny desk concert and the vegas shows um much deserved in terms of you know where he's been at in, in his career yeah, no, I, I definitely see your point as far as it being very, like, and again, no diss, because again, he, he is that kind of entertainer, but it's definitely like, if you, going back to the AI prompt, if you had to type in Usher Super Bowl <laughs> performance <laughs> show, this would have showed up if we created the video. And, and I, I see your point where Weekend is not, I don't, I mean, it's, I don't think it's controversial. He's not nearly as strong as the artist as Usher. No. And he doesn't have, nearly have the same discography. But at least he was trying to do something a little bit more artsy, a little bit weird. You know, I think, Doc, you know, Dr. Dre and Eminem, they kind of took the idea of, hey, hip hop is going to have the primary focus here. So we'll do something. I will say that Rihanna, you know, obviously for obvious reasons, Rihanna may not have been the most energetic performer. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think they were doing things with the camera angles and the platforms just to kind of make up for the fact that she really can't be mobile because she's like pregnant, pregnant. Yeah. Um. Th- this is Usher doing his most usherness, and the irony of it is, and again, going back to the idea of where why is his Vegas show is successful is very Vegas. So that's why it's just like I think we've seen before, but done really at a high level. Which honestly, I'll fucking take at this point. So yeah, know, props to him either way. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. All right, so uh, so next, uh, <laughs> this is actually kind of <laughs> funny. Speaking of Super Bowl, uh, Beyonce. So Usher dropped an album. At the super like at the Super Bowl, right? But Beyonce like also dropped a Verizon commercial, which I'm kind of like, really? You you got <laughs> you, you got to get Verizon like you you Beyonce, you got to get Verizon money. You know? gotta get the bag, gotta get you the know? bag. I mean, I guess Taylor Swift is like Capital One. I don't know which one is worse. <laughs> you know. I, 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 I would say capital. I, that, that'd be funny. I, the, Verizon. At least banks are fucking honest about you ripping you off. <laughs> True that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So like um, you know. And so she announced basically a new album dropping soon, and she announced two new singles. 
um, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. And, you know, obviously people are excited. They're, they're you know, um, really excited for new Beyonce music. The most interesting thing, obviously, is that it, it is two country songs. Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I mean, it's like she was like, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all didn't fuck with Daddy Lessons the first time around, you're getting thirteen of them now, <laughs> bro. I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, 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 I think people were kind of surprised, but like, people forgot about Daddy Lessons, which you know, came like they were like sniffing around the CMAs, right? In terms of like you know, like getting her some recognition, but they're like, nah, 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 nah. And now, yeah, you're right. Like now, she's like, nah, like I'm going to be in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, no, and. Here's the thing, right? It, it's kind of like I'm trying to think of something. I guess maybe I don't want to necessarily make a, a nagless comparison to like hip hop per se, but maybe it's more like rock music. You know, remember, remember rock music is that was the music that your parents listened to back in the days, but where you had the point of where you had your rock music of like, let's say, you know, like your, your alternative nation, your metal, your punk, and then you had like your Maroon Fives. And the thing is, like, of country, even though it's traditionally Americana and very folky, quote unquote supposed to be it's definitely been in this pop phase for decades now you know we're talking about taylor swift that's when she came into the game talking about like you know these are songs that almost songwriters thrive in as a matter of fact I've, i saw an article recently about t-pain basically kind of talking about his experience in, tr- yeah. in country where yeah. you know again as a purist again these are these are less about genre but more about pop songwriting and about his forays to the pop songwriting there and the racism he kind of ran into but it just shows you where t-pain again nobody really thinks of being necessarily fucking you know like on his fucking you know country shit but at the end of the day the, the songwriting chops kind of transfer over yeah so i think of beyonce being like again a pop star making pop songs for pretty much probably pushing 25 years, if not more. Like, obviously, it's not a, as a big leap. And, and obviously, for Southern Roots also, it's not a big leap. So it's I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I think the big danger here is the fact of, you know, you look at Renaissance Act 1, there's definitely a lot of people to kind of draw from the kind of, you know, dance, even even nowadays, to a certain extent, the difference, the, the even though you can make the argument house and popular black fucking mainstream like music culture there's a separation there there really isn't like you know there's still solely like dance remixes of rihanna songs getting pumped out yep afro beats like there's still like a kind of like a contingent there of where it's not hard to kind of tap in i think country's a little bit far removed but then again not as much as far removed as you can think because i mean i hate to be a hater all you do is take a fucking you take the same fucking <laughs> like pop song put acoustic major chords behind it and then that's about it and then throw a fiddle in the break and that's your country song you know what i'm saying it's, it's not hard to do <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, I think it's a very interesting choice for beyonce you know it's really interesting i like i read like country country is becoming the dominant genre and like replacing hip-hop <laughs> So fuck out of here. So they like, 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 like there there there's there's a, there's a you know uh there's a strategic decision <laughs> around moving towards country um but fuck also too <laughs> like there's a, there's a there's a lot of black country artists kind of emerging now which is, is really yes. interesting. Um shout out to my boy Marcus Dowling who's who moved to Nashville to cover like country music, you know. Um like but yeah, like like Mickey Guyton and like some other artists out there. Um, so there's a lot of artists who are kind of getting, you know, like kind of saying like, hey, country music is black music. We're trying to reclaim 
a lot of this history um you know like like looking at like ray charles like starting country like like there's a lot of artists who started in in country music and just music got so racialized that we have this crazy split right um so in that in that regard i think you know i'm actually pretty impressed with what beyonce is doing and it'll be interesting to see because my wife was just kind of like why didn't she put mickey on the album or on the records like why didn't she like try to like lift up anybody i think that might be coming i think if she's going to do a full country like album like she's probably going to like feature country artists if she's going to do it right uh just like you know renaissance as well uh i so uh, to me i think it's a really interesting play like I thought the tracks were pretty dope. Um, she had like Rian Gibbons, who's like a black folk uh, banjo player, like on on Texas Hold'em. You know, she's she's really trying to. I you know obviously you know all these artists, no matter if you're black or white, genre hop, right? They kind of hop on like <laughs> whatever the latest thing is, no matter if it's if you're Miley Cyrus or Drake, right? So obviously there's some genre hopping things here. Uh, but you know, I, 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 I'm not mad, right. It's a very intriguing, like, uh, change. Um, but also too, like there was that one station in Oklahoma that said, we're not going to play this album. And like, people like swarmed, you know, to, to, to the the request line, you know? So I, I think, I think there's a lot of change that can happen too, in terms of like the perceptions, like country is not a great place for women. And we're not even talking about black women. Like, there's people who've just been run out of country almost, like the Dixie Chicks. Um, I think, yeah. um, ah, who was it? Casey Musgraves was about to retire. You know, like uh, BB Rexa, I think, started in country and she's like, F country um, is not a, <laughs> a hospitable Bruh. place for women. <laughs> yeah, it's not a hospitable place for women. It's not a, for even PLCs. We remember, remember fucking uh, Morgan Wallen when basically he went viral for using the N word, and then as a re- quote unquote counter protest, his his albums were on the top of the sales charts because people had to support quote unquote. It sucks. Yeah, yeah no, for sure, for sure. It's, it's, it's it, but I think like the like if there's going to be one person that might be able to like you know possibly change the genre, it could be Beyonce, and she has the the might to do it. Um, and she doesn't have to do it, right? Like she, she's already rich. <laughs> she doesn't have to do this. This is just her fucking around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like the the walls are high though. The walls are really high, um, and the yeah. prejudice is very, very high as well. So yeah. we, we shall see. <laughs> yeah, I think it's honestly, I think it's gonna be the prejudice, and and I do think and I, and this is kind of funny, funny in real life fucking story, right? So long story short. Not to say necessarily, uh, so I'm fucking in, uh, I'm trying to go visit my parents. I'm waiting for the train. I have my headphones on and I hear somebody singing country, right? So I look to the right of me and I see this older white dude, right? So I I hear like a song playing and I hear some melody, but I turn, I take my headphones on. I look in the direction and I see this white dude and right now like a phone is playing. But then I realize the white dude is walking out and I swear to God, it's a black dude wearing a black law who had to be maybe tops. I'm late 20s singing a fucking Sheryl Crow Kid Rock song. <laughs> like hitting the notes. The white dude was, the white dude himself was like, nah, this is too much for me. And walks the fuck out. That's why he was leaving. <laughs> but again, I say this as a joke, but the idea is that there's still a contingent there. Like it's still a very popular art form. And again, I, and I thought something else that was really great. Miley Cyrus. 
again, you look at somebody where she's somebody who came into one country, you know, country roots, pivoted towards fucking hip hop, pivoted back towards pop music. Again, I, I think the lane is there. And, and going back to your point, I think if the wall is anything, it's going to be the racism. But hopefully, I think the beehive, you know, if, the, if, if anybody could do anti fascist work <laughs> to a terrifying degree. <laughs> You know, God help a neo-Nazi. God help the Klan if they have to go against the Beehive. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, having that said, man, I think country music and black voices are are great. Like, yeah. black people, like, like I, because there's always like a tinge of soul to it that just yeah. is lacking. You know, the, so they both res- they were both respect singing. You know what I'm saying? Both yeah. those songs. If you can sing, you'll always have a job. Yeah, and I think that's the lane. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, we we shall see. Oh uh, yeah. man! So uh, another thing happened at the Super Bowl. Uh, do you see Kanye West commercial? Yeah, bro, uh, bro. Uh, this is right, a segue. Had, we don't uh, have to talk about the commercial. This is just like a segue. Yeah, all <laughs> it's right. Just a segue. I, but it's a good segue. So I think if you, if you if you listen to the podcast, you know me and someone have kind of danced around the last couple of Kanye. Any basically the last Kanye antics for the last couple of years have kind of ignored because it is antics. You know, I don't know if you actually even talked about Donda. We probably talked about Jesus is King, but generally we kind of stayed away. Not necessarily because we're on some like, he's a terrible Nazi, yada, yada, yada. But I'll be honest with you. It hasn't really been for me personally, musically interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think what was kind of fascinating about him and kind of doing the whole like, Hey, you know, I'm doing a drop on a new, you know, he's kind of coming out of his shell. Um, it's definitely kind of coming on his own terms. And I don't know. Uh, vultures. Let's talk about it. Uh, so, so here it is. Right. So I think that, so actually let's talk about fucking what's your last good Connie West album. Uh, Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo, right? And I think we're on the same page. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not going to say that Life of Pablo was a great album per se, like no. like top tier. And But the thing is, it was him doing a lot of weird shit. You know, to a certain extent, there were some like throwbacks to Yeezus. Definitely, there was an old Kanye song, which was a throwback to like College Dropout. But for the most part, you know, he had Ultralight Beam, which is a fantastic song. Fantastic. You know, fantastic classic song. You know, it was also an album where he could literally copy and paste a designer single and just wobble <laughs> on top of it. And then, and then that's it. That was a whole song. Just literally just jacked the whole thing. Like, it was an experimental piece. Sloppily put together. You know, a lot of randomness, you know, I'm a fix wolves. He's there editing it towards the end, you know, fixing, making edits. But I think that was the beauty of it. You know, the life of Pablo, the cover was like, you know, like something of Cambridge was like a young Kanye and like a white woman in a bikini. Like you could see the, 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 the yin and the yang and the struggle in the album, right? There was art yeah. to it. Yeah. I think that afterwards, after his, his villain turn, you had yay. Which again, I don't never put in t- any of a top Kanye album, but it's definitely an album that kind of confronted some of his mental health issues. I remember he had that first track, which is about like self harm and then kind of suicidal attempts. Like there was an artistry there. Jesus is King again. That was his quote unquote Christian album. He's trying to do certain artist things, artist artistry things there. Uh, Donda. There were some of the beats on Donda. Like you know, Donda was definitely another unfinished album, but there were some beats there I liked. He had a, a nice little cute ode to like. Um, uh, who's the designer who died? Uh, Off White. 
Help me. Oh, uh, Abloh. Virgil Abloh. Abloh. Virgil Abloh. Like, um, and again, a lot of interesting production ideas. Now, the funny thing is we have Vulture, which is definitely Kanye trying his best. You know, superbly produced. He's got Ty Dolla Sign there. They kind of help out. You know, everything kind of flows together. It doesn't, it's a long album, but it doesn't necessarily overstay its welcome per se. But I think it's definitely by far the most vapid, empty of all things he's ever done. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really interesting because I, I don't know if I judge the album by the lyrics per se. And, and, and so, like, even, if, all right, let, let, let's, let's even step back. I have very low expecta- expectations for this album. Like, I think you texted me, you're like, Vultures. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's coming out. And I guess <laughs> I guess I gotta, like, listen to it for the podcast. Time, time to go for the dentist appointments. I gotta get the teeth cleaning. <laughs> you know, like, 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 it just was not, like, anywhere remotely on my radar, right? So, you know, I, I was coming into it just kind of like, you know, like yay donda like all these albums just really kind of felt like it they were hard drive dumps or not even like hard drive dumps like like recording on an iphone you know voice notes (laughs) (laughs) and then sent to spotify you know (laughs) and obviously aware of of kanye's like you know mental illness and, and things like that um but and also too the controversy right like like kanye is is basically become like a, a racist, right? Like he's, he's you know, endorsing Hitler now, Nazism, um, things like that. So there's, there's also a lot of those factors out that are kind of you know, don't affect the album on the, you know, the micro sense, but the macro sense, like you kind of go into the album with, with all that in your head. Um, I thought this album from a production standpoint was very polished. And I was actually yes. very surprised by that. Um, and in terms of, you know, like, there's actually like songs that I actually liked. I feel like there are songs that are kind of put together in a way that I was like, okay, cool. This is definitely not, I think on the level of like, you know, even life of Pablo, but I, I, you know, I see that, you know, at the end of the day, despite all of his faults, Kanye is a genius. He can pull things together, um, and he can make something work. Um, having that said, yeah, like, like definitely vapid, definitely, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't really, there's no, like, I think one of the things about Kanye is like, he was very aspirational, um, you know, back in the day. And he's always like that guy who's kind of like, you're counting me out, but I'm counting myself in blah, blah, blah. Like definitely now it's just like, (laughs) I don't know what he's doing. He's yeah. not even Jesus is king anymore. He's just, I, I, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the production was solid. I thought it was way too long. Um, if they they cut it down to like a solid thirteen, it would have been, um, you know, I think pretty pretty good. But you know, it's really interesting. I feel like Kanye hit a, a like a valley with Ye and and maybe you know Jesus is king and King like even some of the kids see ghost stuff. I wasn't really a fan of. And I think Donda 2 is kind of like, okay, cool. There's some, there's some tracks I can rock with. And like, I feel like there's an upswing in terms of just like the musical output. Uh, I'm it's definitely not on the level of like <laughs> any of the classics. Right. Um, but I also told myself that we're just probably not going to get another Dark Twisted Fantasy um, 
I, I say like maybe we will in, in, in my lifetime, but I, I, I just don't see it happening in the next few years. So I'm not going to have those expectations. Um, so having that said, if you lower your expectations, it's a pretty solid album. And it's also an indication of where the music can go. Um, but it's still like this, this post Pablo Kanye, um, it's still a little like messy, um, Kanye, I think it's, you know, not, he's never been the greatest lyricist, sorry. Um, uh, but even lyrically yeah. just, it's, it's still kind of not there. And, you know, I understand like, you know, he's going through a lot of issues. Um, and I really hope he gets help for them. But, um, but like I said, like, this is definitely something that I could see, I could see the vision. I could see like, you know, where the music could go. That's exciting to me, but like. Outside of that, yeah, like this album is probably not something I want to come back to. Yeah, no, for me, it's um, I here's the thing though, I agree with you a hundred percent that it's probably his best produced album since Pablo. As far as if you take away the lyrics, which we'll get to in a little bit, but if you look at it from a production standpoint, it's the greatest. But also, what kind of got me was it's the least riskiest. Going back to again, like again. It, it was a it's a ballsy move to have like somebody else's single be on your song if you wobbling on top of it. Yeah. You know, a song like Fade, you know, obviously we joke about the return of hip house, but him touring like a solid four, four on the floor song of like Tiana Taylor dancing in the video, like that was a swerve. What kind of got me here is the fact of where, you know, similar to Boblo, you hear callbacks to his old sounds, but it also sound like sounded like like not like it's just, all right, this worked the first time around. So like there's a song called Paid, which is basically like definitely housey, definitely Afrobeats. Yeah. Great song. You know, has a little outro of somebody who I guess is supposed to be Bonnie Ver or Charlie Wilson from like, you know, that's what he was doing back in the, you know, my twisted fantasy phase. But when you hear it, it's not hard to be like, all right, this song is supposed to represent Fade 2024 as opposed to a new idea. You know, going back to the production idea, the production, like the way it flows, there's a point of where a song segues straight into a sample flip, a subtle sample flip of a juvenile back that ass up into almost a full cover version of it, right? And again, very well produced, really good idea. But again, it's a back that ass up club song. Like, it's hard yeah. for me to kind of make fun of, like, you know, Nick, what's name? Corey Lene or, or some of the blatant samples a lot of the kids are using nowadays and say that's lazy and cheap and see that as genius. Again, you know, somebody bringing in gospel randomly, somebody like awkwardly taking like a, you know, because the design at that time was pretty much almost New York City mixtape popular. So for him to kind of grab that song and put it into this weird mega overproduced album was kind of a weird idea. These are obvious choices. And I think what's interesting is I, you know, I, I, I don't even want to give Kanye the props here because going back to my comment about um, T-Pain, you have Ty Dolla Sign here. And Ty Dolla Sign, again, is somebody who is a professional, capital P professional. Yeah. He's been doing singer-songwriter shit for a very long time. He came into the game basically doing like neo-soul shit. Like he was like part of like a, almost a neo-soul, classic soul duo. So you've got this dude in the booth. He gets co-credits co and everything that's being done. He knows how to make a song on a basic level. And that's the weird thing here also was the idea of where, like we discussed it, Kanye's never been disemotionally vapid on his lyrics. Like forgetting, and here's the fucked up thing. I'm just really fucked up. If he really was on his Nazi shit, at least there would be some conviction there. And while it would be terrible, there would be art to debate about it. 
he doesn't even really, he throws in, you know, four or five lines alluding to it that are very crash, you, you know, crass. Like, yeah. I fucked a Jewish bitch, like Jewish lawyers, you know what I'm saying? It's not even yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is the fact of where, and it's going to sound, it's, I don't want to use like ableist language, but, you know, you know, in a roundabout way, if you want to play with the idea of where, you know, you're crazy, you know, quote unquote, that was a thing of, yeah, he's like, you know, call me bipolar, fuck it, I'll, I'll claim it. You know, this is him kind of doing it in a very bland way. Going back to the Super Bowl commercial, what's fascinating here is the fact that you could, at the same time, you could see that it feels like he almost backed himself into a corner because he has a Super Bowl commercial. He's somebody where he's got a song of, one of the songs, one of him in Northwest, has a video for it. You know, he's doing the rollouts that nobody was really covering, which is funny because me too, I had no idea it was coming out. But apparently these rollouts have been very, very serious. He's really trying to come back. Like I could tell on some level in his mind, he's touring again. Like this is his um, yeah. back album. And that's the thing is the fact of where I was like, I was debating with somebody. I was like, yeah, I could definitely see this album. You know, his fans obviously love it. And I think they're shocked at some of the, the backlash, which is, I mean, I won't say understandable, but I think it's because they're very service fans. So if you listen to it, it's like, yeah, this is a very much a serviceable album. This is the most serviceable album we've gotten since the Pablo era, but nothing here is interesting as Pablo era. Like no. if this is his, I'm coming back to arena shit. These are the bathroom songs. Like, you know, I'm sitting down. Ultralight Beam is awesome. And then <laughs> when one of these tracks comes in there, I'm going to go to the bar to get a drink. And and that's the thing. And at least it's it's just weird to kind of see somebody kind of regress. And like I said, for, for some reason, you know, he's definitely a piece of shit. But I feel like he even knows, he even he knows he's going to fall off the Nazi shit. But it definitely feels like like loud but wrong dude that can't walk it back. Like can't admit he's wrong, can't get help. Like again, because like I said, if you if you wanted to be Nazi underground dude with fucking Burzum t shirts, all right, cool, be that guy. But you can tell he wants to be like loved again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, and it's weird too because like 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 I don't know, man. It's like this weird post pandemic thing of rich dudes, and maybe they've always been Nazis, but like they just didn't say that. <laughs> they and now they're they're kind of Spoiler. like yeah. It's like like it's not even just you know Elon Musk. It's like it's like you know. And I, Elon Musk is a Nazi, sorry. But, like, you know, like Dave Chappelle, like all these dudes who are just like, oh man, like I wish I could say anything I want and like not hurt people and they they still love me. Like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think, I, but I think you're right, right? Like, Kanye is definitely trying to get back to that. And I think the lane's wide open, too. If Kanye made even another life of pa- Pablo, another ultralight beam. There's a lot of people who want to actually forgive Kanye, right? There's a lot of people. I was talking to somebody the other day who's just like, you know, Kanye is a soundtrack of my life, right? Like, there's a lot of people who, who kind of still listen to Kanye, and it, you know, it's like a, it was a very interesting discussion because it's like obviously, R. Kelly piece of shit. Like, you don't you don't listen to R. Kelly, right? But Kanye is like you try to justify it in your head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he's, you know, it's like, oh, he's still, he's, he's kind of, it looks like he's still a good father, you know, like, you know, like you try to like do that, right? Uh, and and the lane's wide open, like, like there's nobody really, um, you know, like Drake is, is kind of falling off. Um, J. Cole is not as popular as Kanye. Like, there's, you know, like Kendrick is, is, is you know, Mr. Morales, it's just like, it's, you know, it's not that like arena rap album. You know, Travis Scott is is kind of falling off. So the lane is wide open for Kanye to come back and just like 
bring greatness, right? Like that, like like the 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 tour of Pablo, where he's like suspended over the audience, like things like that. I think he can bring that and do it at at, at next level. And I think like I don't want to like I I don't know what bipolar is, but I think like sometimes you can see that he wants to do that, but then there's like an uh, another overarching force that's like preventing him from getting back to that level, you know. And and maybe that's no, like the, the the thing that's in his head, um, because I I see it, but it's just like it feels like it's like not there. It's and it's small th- again. Like it, what sucks is I try to ignore Kanye, but you can't. So it'll be things of like I remember when he had the infamous like Drink Champs interview, and he was saying some wild anti-Semitic shit, and Aaron Nori was all hyping up. Oh, he got Kanye in an interview, and basically like the next week I had to go on an apology tour. But I remember he made mention about Kanye called him up, and then what he said, Joe. You were saying some shit. Kanye was like, why didn't you edit it out? You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about Kanye yeah. where for all the anti-Semitic shit he's been doing, straight up Nazi shit, when he was asked about the fucking Israeli fucking, the the the, 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 act, the actress happening in Palestine right now, he even gave the gotta hear both sides answer. So, you know, on some level, I it feels like he's working with politics. It's just, I think... Again, like I, you know, he's wearing these Nazi t-shirts. Probably doesn't even know the bands. I think it's just edge lord shit. I I think that to a certain extent, he feels that you know it's almost that we're South South Parking where I could say whatever I want and you know whatever whatever. It's it's just me being edge lordy and not that big of a deal. Which maybe all if you're again if you're a billionaire, it isn't. You know, cops are, aren't going to run up on Kanye. Although no knowing Kanye, he probably would go somewhere solo and have cops mollywop him anyway. Who knows? But it's the <laughs> idea of where. He's far above it, but like I said, it's just weird to see. And again, and it's going to sound fucked up. You know, there's a re, you know, and again, I hate saying this because, you know, even trying to separate the art for the artist, if it was good art, I'm not going to say I would support it. I'm not going to say I don't think he's a terrible person, but it'd be one thing. This just feels like edge lordism. Like it's just, I'm just being a 12 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like, like these dudes are like, <laughs> <laughs> like Kanye's in his forties, like 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 you know, Elon Musk is in his fifties. Like, come on, y'all. Like, like this is you know. Yeah. It, but it, it, I think the sad thing is, especially for like for Kanye, it's like when he does the edge lord shit. Like, there's millions of people who are like you know who are not his fans who are like, yeah, man, you're the man. You know, yeah. and I think come I on. think he yeah. thrives off of that. Plus, it's like. You know, you know, he's always been the bad guy. So like now, it's like okay, I'm just gonna like be the heel, heel, right? And 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 again, like there's like there's like some type of mental illness like around that as well, where he's, he's like he's getting this like attention, and like like the he thrives off the attention, and he thrives off of this like you know, even though it's negative, it's like he has adoring fans now. Right, where you can quote unquote be himself and say whatever he wants, and people say like, "Yes, this is like the man." And I can still like, you know, party with like billionaires and stuff like that. I'm still cool, and, and I think I don't know, like, like I feel like there's going to be a time when, like, one day, like, like you know, my hope is like one day, like he snaps out of it and it's like, "Oh no, like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing?" You know, <laughs> like, uh, like e- even like. Um, who was the dude? Daniel Caesar had to go on an apology tour, and he was just kind of like, "Dude, I don't know what the hell I was doing," you know. He still got kind of got disappeared, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like like sometimes you just like do crazy shit, right? Like like people are human, um, 
but yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know. So so having that said, I I like I always wish the best for Kanye because I I, I do think that there's there's you know he's he was great in the past and there's greatness there. I hope he heals. I hope he sees. I don't, I don't know. He was trying to see God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Where's the Christian face? He wasn't cursing. Yeah, now he was talking about fucking fucking girls in the ass. Like, what's happening? What's yeah. happening? Like, 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 hope he sees God again. I guess I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I miss good Kanye music though. That, that, that <laughs> every every album makes me miss Kanye music. Good Kanye music even more. Ah, <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, new music, new music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I'm a, I'm gonna start it off just because it's just it's there's a link there. So we're gonna talk about Yeet. So for <laughs> everybody out there who's like over the age of twenty, Yeet is a Portland rapper, uh, white guy uh, who does quote unquote rage rap, which is basically Travis Scott leftovers. Um, he is astonishingly popular with the youth to the point his current record has Drake on it. So Drake's on it, you know, it's not for the check. It's for the clout, and uh, that's where he is. So uh, Heat manages to basically, you know, just what you expect, very blown-out SoundCloud beats, a lot of auto-tune about, you know, being, you know, just, you know, mad the world and being betrayed, and he'll come get you, and, you know, he's always wearing a baklava, and his face is always slightly hidden because I think he's more ashamed to be a white guy rapping than anything else, but that's besides the point. Um, but anyway, he's had a decent run um, of, of records, which I won't necessarily say have been uh, critically acclaimed, but definitely he knows his fucking lane. He's been sticking to it has been remained popular as a result. So uh, recently, he dropped a new record, 2093. Um, in this case, this is his concept album, because generally, as you kind of expect, a lot of the, his past records were basically hard drive dumps. It's just like, here's, you know... It's not necessarily he's posting on SoundCloud, but you can tell that he's out there in the studio. I've got 20 songs put into a fucking album. Throw it out there. Shoot an ominous video, ominous album cover. Here it is. Give me my streams. Back to, you know, hookers and cocaine in my fucking crib. Um, this is his first serious record. This is his record about the future. 2093. This is him about, you know, going to look into, like, you know, what music will sound like. You know how it's gonna be. You know what what we'll be doing with the music. Basically, this is him biting a hundred percent off Jesus. A hundred and fifty the same sense. A lot of the same sound ideas. You know, for him apparently the future is an album from a black man ten years ago, which is you know for a lot of white people really is the future if you think about it. We won't get we won't go there. But uh, but yeah. So long story short, the reason why I bring it up is. Again, he is not really a producer per se. He's got a really good ear for production. He's not really a rapper per se. He's objectively a terrible rapper. You know, uh, he, for the most part, he doesn't really bring anything to the table. But I do think, similar to a lot of current artists, he's a really good curator. He knows what his fans want. He knows how to create it. And you know, this album is—I think it's an hour and twenty minutes. It sounds like it's four hours long. Mm. Um, so. As you can kind of guess, I am not a huge fan of this album, but I respect this album. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Because this dude went to the studio, definitely had a sonic idea. The beats are definitely in his lane, but he's definitely pushing it towards Jesus' direction. He's trying different things, which with his very limited set isn't much. You know, he's trying new lyrics. Let me quote some lyrics. We go back to back. 
We go back to black on blood on this. We go back to back. We go back to back on blood on this. We go back to back. We go back to back on blood on this. We go back to back. We go back to back on blood on Christmas. What? <laughs> Call me Mr. In Between It. Because everything I said about shit, I didn't mean it. Uh, I was writing of the best year. I was writing of the best year. Now I do the best. Ha. Huh? Now I feel the best year. Now I feel the best. Now I feel the best. Uh, got an X on my chest. Uh, got an X on my chest. Again, these are the lyrics. Still better lyrically <laughs> than Vultures, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but, uh, but long story short, I think the reason why I bring it up is the fact of where, you know, not the kick man when he's down, but, you know, I was playing this record. Wife comes in. She's like, oh, this kind of goes. And again, he makes it too, you know, in, in his limited f- feature set, he he basically borrows some music. So shows you the influence Kanye West has. Updates it to 2024. Says it to these kitties. These kitties are lapping it up. And he's somebody where, you know, apparently he had issues with drug, substance abuse. He's trying to sober up. He's trying to be a real artist. And, you know... I will say now for his limited skill set, I don't really necessarily see him reaching the heights that I think he wants to hit. Yeah. I do respect him trying to be an artist though. And, you know, I think there's an allegory between somebody here at this stage where even though he's not Kanye West rich, you know, he's somebody who's got a fan base. He's, you know, probably got the streams. He's probably chilling, you know, big enough for Drake to pay attention. But even he kind of wants to make really good boundary pushing art with his limited skill set. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I I I I've heard a few yeet tracks. <laughs> Yeeties? Yeah. How 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 did the Yeeties go? Oh man, that's what they're gonna call the fans, huh? The Yeeties. <laughs> I'm I'm calling them now. You know? <laughs> Gotta eat your Yeeties. Yeah. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> the fans don't even know what Yeeties are. Witties and Yeeties, like it's, you know, before their time. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like like sometimes I'm just kind of like. I don't know. Like you're trying to make serious music. That's great. Like you go in the studio, you have this this concept. It it may fall flat. Um, sometimes I'm just kind of like thank you know thank you for trying, right? Um, because you know you could just like get more tracks off of SoundCloud and you know just like mumble over them and get your bag. But you want to try to do something different, even though it sounds the same. Um, so <laughs> I, I probably will not check out the new E album, but I am intrigued about like where where it's going to go. And I don't know, man. Like, like I, I feel like if I had like a kids, I would not want them to listen to E. Just cause I'm like, if you do, like that, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> but there'll be no heat in this household. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I I I, I will stop there. Um. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I'll do mine really quickly. Uh, so shout out to Vicky, uh, I, I, Vicky from Cal Session, actually from now to from like world renowned photographer Vicky Ford. Yeah, um, artist. Yes, like like you're not you're nothing unless you own a Vicky Ford in your house. And I'm proud to say I do. You know, very true, very true. Um, so she put me on to this band called Young Gun Silver Fox. And I've never heard of them. I, I thought they were new. I was going to think, oh, these new kids, all they're doing is like listening to like, you know, something on YouTube and they're jumping on and they're <laughs> like just copying the sound verbatim. Uh, they've been around since like 2005, which is crazy. Wow. Um, and, and they've been recording since like 2012, like professionally. So, you know, all right, scratch that. Having that said, 
young gun, gun tour fox there's these these duo this like this duo who kind of like a duo that's fronting a band um they're from london but they look like from california right uh and they do yacht rock what just like straight up hall notes like yacht what? rock and it's, it's really good right it, it, you know it's it's like like there's a and I say this because, like, there's a lot of people, you know, even, like, going back to the Childish Gambino album, um, you know, like, where it's just, like, they take these 70s, 80s sounds and they recreate it perfectly and it sounds like it's from the era, right? But it's, you know, from 2022, right? Or 2023, like, which, is, which to me is crazy because I feel like um, it's hard to do that well, right? And I, I think they do it really, really well. Um, so it's it's kind of like if you like Hall Notes, if you like Yacht Rock, like this is I mean this is like the same freaking genre. But I think like the you know production is amazing, the songwriting is amazing, um, the album is well put together. Uh, I can't wait to play this album in the summer because you know it, it's going to be like a dope little like soundtrack. Uh, and yeah, like like they match the 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 energy and the and and a lot of the authenticity of the yacht rock era like key for key basically um so yeah no i'm i'm, I'm definitely like a fan of young gun silver fox um shit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like vicky vicky saw them live i guess they were touring in dc so um, i would love to actually kind of see them live because i'm mean, like you know I, I i'm a secret yacht rock head Right, like I, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I would make an argument. All black people like to get yacht rod heads. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, I, I would, for sure. Yeah, that's that's our that's for our sure. parents' music. Hall and Oats. Yeah, you know, it, come on, because it's all soul music adjacent. You know, yeah, like it's all soul music adjacent. Uh, and and, and, I, and I and I said this too. Like now that Hall and Oates like are broken up they got restraining orders against each other <laughs> somebody needs to slide through and get that yacht rock bag uh, mommy and daddy are fighting why that's you my know, childhood the, the the bag is wide open you know you're like, out like, of touch like, you know like the yacht rock touch. cruise still needs to go on uh, you know somebody needs to slide in just take the bag you know uh but but yeah if you if you like the era um, if you like, you know, that music, that that genre, like that, you know, that whole, I would say, like aura, um, this is just a perfect match. Um, and I, I, I guess like they don't really like being called Yacht Rock, but it, it, it kind of is Yacht Rock, like at the end of the day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you could blend it with some hall notes and uh, some oh, the, like, I don't know if Michael McDonald did like Yacht Rock per se, but, you know, like that, those type of artists. And I think it blends perfectly um, they captured everything. Um, it's definitely worth a listen uh, if if you want to be nostalgic. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, it's gonna have me wearing the flip flops and the fucking polo jacket <laughs> <laughs> and New York City winter. <laughs> the, the the members only jacket. <laughs> oh, bro, I saw a dripped out one. It had it's. I fell. I fell to the wormhole. I feel like the, the, the reality's collapsing. But I saw a dripped out members only jacket and now I was like, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> reality is now bending. 2024. <laughs> Not even on some nostalgia shit, like proper fit shit. Oh, insane. <laughs> uh. But as usual, we love y'all. Stay awake, stay warm, and stay woke in the black sense. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. 
All right, peace. <laughs>